Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies, gentlemen, children, babies, Cajun Nation, welcome to another edition of the Ragin' Review Podcast. This is a special edition Ragin' Review Arkansas State postgame episode. Oh, wow. Well, we've got a little bit to talk about. Cajuns drop a really, really lopsided game to the Arkansas State Red Wolves by the score of 37-17. to Cajuns record now fall to five and four overall, two and three in conference play. Everything that pretty much everything that could have gone wrong today went wrong uh, from start to finish. Um, just not a good day at the office. And uh, this is this was considered or this is actually Arkansas State's first win against Louisiana since 2017. And um, pretty much everything that was in front of Louisiana is all but gone at the moment. And I know everybody, you know, you got the coaches speak and everybody's like, well, we still got everything in front of us. No, you had a golden opportunity today to basically get a foot ahead in this race for the Western division. But uh, yeah, any chances that we had, it's uh, almost diminished. So uh, not a good day, not a good day. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, I know everybody's disappointed. I'm disappointed. Nick's disappointed. And um yeah, so we'll talk about it. We'll take your calls and uh, we'll vent together. Uh, I'm Jerry. I'm here with Nick. I know Nick's not too happy either. Nick, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I think me almost breaking my foot yesterday was less painful than watching whatever that was that I watched for two hours or three hours today. I'm, I'm sad that I actually dedicated time out of my day to watch that. That was absolutely atrocious. From the moment we took the field, we looked unprepared. We didn't look like we wanted to be there. We didn't look like we had our crap together and and we couldn't score against a bottom defense, not in the Sun Belt, in the entire FBS. We couldn't move the ball. Just it's it's mind boggling how inconsistent in year two of this coaching staff that we can still go into games unprepared and not just any game. We're talking about a game that could set the table or continue to set the table for you to win the West after such a huge win last week against South Alabama. And I get it, trap game, whatever. That's coachable. That's on the coaching side. You get your guys prepared to be in the game. We look completely unprepared. Coaching, we didn't execute. We couldn't kick the damn ball in bounds, which still boggles my mind that we're nine games into the damn season and we can't kick a ball through the end zone unless, of course, the wind's behind us. Then we're good. 
Then add on top of that, you had the two clowns that were calling the game for ASU on the stream, which was absolutely, I. it's like two little school kids giggling an entire stream. It was ridiculous. It was awful to listen to. It was just all in all about, I'm, I'm sad that I wasted time in my day to watch this because in year two of this regime that we think we're getting better, we were fooled. Yet again, we were fooled. Yet again, we thought we were making progress and we took a step back. Then you add to that the Xeon injury. That that broke my heart more than anything, man. Because you got the future of your program just went down. I mean, I like like you said, anything that could go wrong did. No, I think the one thing that could go wrong was Xeon. That that right there was the thing that went wrong. Everything else, that was on us. That was all stuff we could control. And kudos to Arkansas State because they went out there. They were talking trash. They were in our faces. They were pushing guys that were hitting late guys late out of bounds. Nothing was called the entire game. Kudos to them. It worked. They didn't get called for it. They got in our heads. We couldn't, we couldn't fight back. So for us to come into the game like we did, it didn't bode well for us. It was another Georgia State. The difference was we didn't do anything in the second half. It's almost like, well, you know what? It was good enough the first half. Let's do this again. Let's see what happens. Just terrible. Terrible all around. And I I get that it's... Look, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media, and I'm sure we're going to get to this later about it's time for a regime change. We need to replace the coaches, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not usually somebody in year two of a, of a coaching staff to start calling for changes. But I just have to say, in, in the era that we live in and the instant gratification that people have and need and want, I'm not going to call for a coaching or regime change, but I'm going to say, if this is what we have to expect going into year three, there are some serious questions that are being floated around by the fan base, whether it's right or not. I'm just saying, and in, in, in the, the, the performance today that we saw out of a team that's supposedly co competing for a championship last week. And then this week we see this, there is something seriously wrong. Something something is wrong. And I, I don't know what that is, but you always have to point to the guy in charge and ask the hard questions. What the hell is going on? So I'm well, just going to leave it at that. Again, two and a half, you know, year a year and a half into his 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 coaching, I'm not going to call for the guy to be fired, but I think we need to start asking those hard questions. What the hell was that? What 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 is this? This is not what we expect. Two years ago, we were ranked, and now we're losing to Arkansas. Not even losing, getting dominated by Arkansas State after beating a contender for the West. Why are we so inconsistent? Why can we not pull a whole game together? Those are the questions that we have to start seriously looking internally to and figuring out quick. Because I'm telling you, in this world of instant gratification, this crap ain't gonna it, it ain't gonna last. And if you think 15,000 in our stands are bad, it's going to look a lot worse in just a couple games if we keep this on. I understand there's fans out there that like the sunshine pump. I understand there's people out there that'll, you know, see everything positively. It, this ain't the place for you tonight. Uh, there's nothing, there's no sunshine pumping from what we saw today. Um, from, from the start, you had a chance to run away with this thing for the Western division. You had everything in front of you. You had the golden opportunity to, to just land this one, two knockout and carry momentum as the season came to a close. 
before having a chance to play for the West and you just let it pass it. You just let the opportunity just drive on by without even flinching. Um, today was really, really, it was frustrating, but what made it more frustrating was the fact that we had a coaching staff. We had a coaching staff that did not have this team prepared. We had a coaching staff that, yes, I understand, you know, you can tell the team all of these things leading into the game about how it's important and everything like that, but it's also your job to make sure that they execute, to make sure that they make the plays on the sideline. And, and you know, I've gotten into arguments in other sports about, well, it's the players that have to do this and the players that have to do that. No, 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 no. You're, you're the coach. It's your job to make sure the players do this and that. You're the ones that have to watch them. And and if and if they don't, you go recruit a better player that can. I'm so I'm so sick and tired of having opportunities and not finding ways to capitalize. We've done it that you know, we talk about Cajun disaster syndrome. Today is the reason why Cajun disaster syndrome exists. And to lay an egg like that against a team that you were favored by by almost double digits that you that you pretty much pretty much dominated in the series over the last five years and to come out and play like that, there's just no excuse. And to anybody who says, oh, well, they were due, they were due. Don't, don't, don't feed me that foolishness. Don't give me that. There's no excuse. Texas for, State for is due play today. Texas State hasn't beat us ever. There's no excuse for that, what we saw today. So uh, if you want a sunshine pump, go sunshine pump somewhere else. Um, you know, look, we can still love our team and still be upset with what we saw today because really that performance was unacceptable and it was atrocious. And, you know, I know we have players that listen in. It, there's nothing, we have nothing against the players. It's nothing like that. But at the same time, when you have an opportunity in front of you, like we had today, and that's how we play and that's how we perform and that's how we prepared, then... I'm sorry. There's nothing. There's there's no ha there's no there's no happy thoughts to seeing that. Well, it's not only that, Jerry. Again, it's expectations. When you two years ago, three years ago, are setting expectations that we're beating top 25 teams and we're now ranked in the top 25, I get it. We're going to have a step back, but not a step back to the point where we're losing to teams last year like ULM and Rice, and this year like Arkansas State. Now, granted, Arkansas State played a hell of a game, but. Those are games and situations against ODU, against Georgia State, against, you know, here we go again. But yet you're going to go and you're going to beat Texas State and you're going to beat Troy. Why are we so inconsistent? To me, that's not a sign of lack of talent on the team because obviously we're talented enough to beat some good teams on the schedule. So if it's not talent, what is it? Because again, you're like you said, like I said, like everybody's saying we were in the driver's seat to win the West and you go and you lay an egg at Arkansas state that got blown out three games this season, especially against Oklahoma. Now I'm not saying we're in Oklahoma, but I'm sure as hell not thinking we're going in there losing by 20. Are you kidding me? By 20 that's to exactly Arkansas right. state. That, that's see, that's the problem because look, give credit to Arkansas state. They, they spanked us today. It was, they spanked us. They, they dominated the game. But they should have never been. They're they're not twenty points better than us. They're not twenty points better than us. What we saw today, it was no excuse for that. Uh, we we just came in unprepared from the opening kickoff all the way to to the end, and it's it's heart it's disheartening because it goes back to everything we talk about. And this is why I want to I want people to listen. Okay, 
to what I'm about to say. This is why we talk about the external factors outside of just the football games, right? From how we handle game day operations to how we handle the game day experience to how we treat our students. It all coalesces together. And when you, it's one thing to support the guys. It's one thing to support the team. And we're not, look, we're not going to go anywhere, right? But when you fail at creating an experience for fans and creating fan engagement, and then you 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 top it off with performances like today. How do you expect how do you expect to get support? How do you expect people to show up? How do you expect people to come in and 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 believe in in, in what you're what you're selling, right? I mean, I'm getting look, my text, my phone is blowing up right now talking and asking me, like, hey, was this the right hire? Hey, has the administration given up? What's going on? What's going on? And I know it's a lot of panic because of the loss today, but it's about the bigger picture. What is our goal? What is our goal if we're going to come and play like this and then have external factors where we don't try at certain things? Are, are we are we settling? Are we complacent? Do we just settle for mediocrity? Because I what I saw on the field today was was mediocre. It was. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, there's no there's no way other way there's no other way of putting it. It was mediocre, and it it makes me wonder. You know, why why do we do? Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, why do we do what we do? You know, whether it's Rager and View as fans, I know I'm going kind of on a soapbox right now, but, you know, where, where's the reciprocity here, I guess, is what I'm asking. Well, like, where's the reciprocity? Well, where's the consistency? That, that's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, Jerry, is this makes no sense. And look, again, the Sunbelt Conference is tougher top to bottom than it's ever been. I will give you that. And in any given week, any team can beat another team. Okay, and if we would have gone to Arkansas State and played a competitive game and lost, I'd be upset. I'd be mad. I'd be disappointed, but I'd at least be able to say, well, you know what? It's a conference game. They played really hard. Credit to Arkansas State. They did well. We did well. They just they, they had a better day. Today was an absolute collapse. It was an embarrassment. And again, two years ago, we were ranked two years in a row. And in conversations to possibly be in a New Year's Six game, if things worked out well, which they didn't, of course, but if things worked out a certain way, we could we could get that spot. And now we're talking about getting destroyed by Arkansas freaking state. And I get it's a conference game and I get their arrival, but it's Arkansas freaking state. We were beating Iowa State on the road, dominating them two, three years ago. And now we're getting dominated by Arkansas State on the road. After we go to South Alabama and dominate them, where is the consistency? That is what I want to see. If we played last week, like we, if we, if we brought last week into this week and played and executed and coached and everything like we did and came in with a business-like manner, we may not be having this conversation. Or if we have, we're saying, damn, they got us at the end. We were not competitive from the moment we took that field. You could tell Arkansas State was ready to punch us in the mouth and we just kind of sat back and let them. And, and, and again, when, when Chandler came in, God bless the kid, but you felt like this is like, now we really have no chance. Not that we're questioning Chandler's ability because we know the kid can, can sling the ball, but you felt like the one little hope that you started having, oh, by the way, now you're, now you're starting quarterbacks down. I mean, so I, 
I don't know, man. It's just, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of coming back to this every two weeks. If you think about it, we've only won two games in a row this entire season. Every other week, it's been loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. We've, we're so inconsistent. We can't, we, getting a two game win streak is like amazing for us at this point. So, Again, it, it just comes back to trying to understand what the thought process was going into this game. What preparation? You can't tell me that zone defense for, for the first half of this game was what we prepared for because we, we, couldn't, we couldn't stop them. They, they had the most rushing yards they've had against an FBS team this season. They had it against us today. So you're telling oh, me look, now, now got, we can't stop I mean, the run or the pass. And let me Let me... I'm glad you brought that up. Let me bring up some stats for Arkansas State. I said coming into this game, they weren't that good. There was nothing that stood out to me. There was nothing impressive about their team. Let's just, you know, just for fun, let's talk about what they did today as opposed to what type of stats they had coming into today's game. So coming into today's game, Arkansas State averaged 23 points per game. Today, they scored 37. Now, granted, in the passing attack, they were averaging 230 yards per game, but they only had 194 today, which is about, about 36 yards less. But at the same time, the reason why was because they didn't have to pass because they rushed for 232 yards today when they were averaging 143 coming into the game. So they had almost 100 yards rushing over their season average. And that includes against teams like UMass, Stony Brook, who's winless in F FCS, ULM, Arc uh, the Southern Miss, and they dominated us with the rushing attack. Total yards, they averaged 373 total yards per game. Today, they had 426. Defensively, they were giving up 34 points per game. We only scored 17. And the Cajuns, I think one of the more disappointing sides of, of, of the Cajuns offense we were number eight in the country in FBS in rushing yards, 201 yards per game coming into today. Do you know what our rushing yardage was today, Nick? Under 100. 64. That's pathetic. 64 rushing yards against an Arkansas State defense that was giving up 186. Oh, but when we're down by by 17 with three minutes to go, what are we doing when we're at our own 10-yard we line? Running it up the middle. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds totally – that's a great game plan there. That's what, exactly what we needed. Another example, um, look, Draylon Washington and Jacob Cabote. Dre had 10 carries, 35 yards. Jacob Cabote had six carries, 26 yards. Zylan Perry had one carry for four yards. With those three running backs, we had a combined rushing yardage of 65 yards. And, of course, we had a 17-yard – I think it's like we had a loss of 17 yards because um, Chandler took some sacks. But that's still not a good day for what we are known to do, especially against an Arkansas State – defense that is not really that that wasn't that good i mean i remember before the game gerald broussard and jay were talking and g said he's like look i want to see if we can dominate that front line and he's like i got a feeling we can dominate their defensive line and it was the complete opposite they dominated us so i, I i'm concerned man and, and now and and that's another thing i want to bring up i can't tell you how distraught i am seeing zeon go down uh, as most of you know, Zeon Chris went down in the fourth quarter. He was unfortunately carted off the field. And look, I like Chandler. I do. But man, our, our entire the, the entire dynamic of our offense now changes. And it changes 
and you've got five days to fix it. You've got five days to adjust this offensive scheme going into Southern Miss, who, by the way, uh, looks like they found their stride offensively in the last two weeks. So if you give up points and they're, they find ways to score on you, uh, on Thursday night, you better find a way offensively to counter it. And right now, from what I saw today, I'm I'm concerned. I I I penciled this Southern Miss game as a win before today. Now, <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, the, I don't know. The Southern Miss game was the one that I was concerned about because I felt like they're going to come out and try to punch us in the mouth, and they want to beat us at everything, including tiddlywinks. Now, with their with their new offensive scheme that we I'm sure we only have two weeks of tape on. I. Look, I hope we get to six wins. That's all I'm going to say. Josh, I know you've been waiting a little bit. I see we have a couple of, uh, more people requesting to speak, but Josh, I will turn the floor over to you. Um, I already know the answer to this, but uh, what did you think about today's debacle? I mean, kind of tough to know where to start. First of all, like you guys said, unacceptable. There's really no other way to describe what we saw. Unprepared, I agree. I still think, um, and this is two years of evidence that we have now, Lamar Morgan in-game is is bad. It's bad. Adjustment, maybe at the half sometimes. Uh, but but I, I don't want to go too far in on the coaches. I think you guys spent time doing and saying what needed to be said. I just specifically think our defensive coordinator has a severe lack of – or let's say he has a, a – uh, too much stubbornness, maybe. Um, I have no idea how he continues to go to a three-man front when they spread the field. I understand with the personnel that he has on the field, they can't sub and they can't get out of that package. But we talked about this against ODU, and how did we not learn from this? Somebody has got to have the authority on the field to be able to audible out. And again, I understand the personnel situation. I understand that. But maybe, you know, I know we have that star position. Is there not somebody that can transition down into a linebacker for some run support? I mean, I don't understand how we're not able to to adjust on the fly. We have gotten gashed in the run game anytime a team spreads and stacks. I mean, they came out. Uh, Arkansas State came out in the first quarter and did that, I don't know, 10 times. And they were ripping off six, six seven, eight-yard carries every time. How do we continue to get caught with our pants down in that formation? After ODU was able to have success, you see a lot of people that have the personnel, they do it, and, and they should. That's good coaching because we can't stop it. We don't have any answers. I mean, at this point, let's lay down and fake an injury. Hell, call a timeout. I don't care what it takes. But we're, they literally, their first two drives were literally because we could not get out of five and six DB packages. They were spreading the field with three down line and – physically manhandling our defensive guys on the line. That's how they score the first two touchdowns. So defensively, there's a ton of concern. But I want to go back to something that Chris said a couple of weeks ago. Kripa, I'm talking about Kripa's comment, where he said that he was disappointed with the effort on defense from the players. Since he made that comment, I've been making it a point to watch and I, things that have stood out to me. There have been times where I agree that the effort that we expect hasn't been there. Today, I don't know if you guys noticed, but probably mid-second quarter, it's like they checked out. I mean, we went from good technique form tackling to get – and they hit us in the mouth over and over, and we kept getting ran through. 
I mean, they just went to t to arm tackle. Josh, how many times did we get to the quarterback and miss a tackle? We got him. We had the sack. Oh, so many. Well, I'll give I'll give that freshman quarterback some credit because where we were getting pressure was on the edges, and he was doing a good job of stepping up. Now, I agree with you. Even though he was a little bit slippery, like I, you would think we could get maybe thirty percent of those tackles, <laughs> but but what happened? What I'm referring to mostly is. Their, their running back had a very good knack of kicking the ball. If he didn't see the hole, he did a, did a good job of changing direction. And it was like once he made that first cut, uh, we were just arm tackling, throwing our bodies at guys. I, I haven't seen a Cajun defense do that very much this year. It was almost like we knew we were getting physically manhandled, and I don't know if we were tired. I don't know, I don't know what the hell happened. But the effort was certainly not there. And I was thinking that Chris was going to make a comment about that. That's why I wanted him to go first. But I mean, the, the 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 individual efforts just were not there. They just weren't. Uh, again, defensive line got totally manhandled at the point of attack. That happened the entire game. How the hell do you go into a football game when you are in the top thirty in the country in rushing? In fact, I think we were in the top fifteen in rushing as a team, and you go number against eight. a team that's giving number up almost two hundred. Yeah, this team is giving up as a team. Now, look, they haven't played a great schedule. I know they played Oklahoma and got their doors blown off, but they haven't played a great schedule. And they're giving up 200 yards on the ground per game as a team. You walk in there and you get uh, – I think we walked out with 64, but we were less than 100 on the ground. And I'm, I'm accounting for sacks and whatnot. How does that happen? The, the, the answer to the question is, is that Arkansas State showed up to play football, and we underestimated that team. Nobody can tell me any different. We walked into that game as if it was already won. We walked into that game as if we had a schedule on our refrigerator and we had already written W on it. We played like that throughout. And, and going back to effort, can somebody tell me why the hell? I, I know that we had our backup quarterback in the game. Chandler Fields won the starting quarterback position at one time. He was going to be our starter. How is it that when he goes into the game – the entire offense totally deflates. Our offensive line was the only bright spot for a large majority of that game. It was the only bright spot that we had in the two decent drives we were able to put together. That They just deflated when, when Chandler came into the game. And what are we doing with six minutes and 38 seconds left to go in the game? Down by 10, not by 30, down by 10. And we're walking around with the clock rolling. What in the hell was that? Where's the urgency? Did we really quit? Did the entire team just quit? Speaking well, about the entire team quitting. I was what the say. hell is going on in the kicking game? What the hell is going on in the kicking Nine games in, like Nick said, nine games in, we can't figure out how to kick the ball inside of a 50-yard wide field. It is, it is absolutely infuriating. Look, I don't know Leo. I don't know him at all. I'm sure he's a great kid. Give somebody else a chance. Either that or the – look, I don't, know, I don't know how many people know this, but Luke Paschal, our special teams coach, he got – Butch Jones got rid of him at Arkansas State. You know what happened at Arkansas State today? Their special teams shined. It was a great, uh, it was a great pro and con uh, show you what a good special teams coordinator and special teams uh, units can do for you to help win you a game, like flip the field like they did two or three times. And then what we did, where we kicked the ball 35 yards on a punt, and then we kicked the ball out of bounds and give them the ball when we're trying to get some momentum back. I mean, it just continues to be a joke on special teams, folks. Uh, it, it is infuriating. That we cannot kick the ball inside of the field to play. Infuriate. And, and Josh, and, what did we do on the return game? How about we talk about that? 
We couldn't get it. Oh, past well, what, what did, what did Zylon, Zylon, he, he averaged less than 20 yards on the return. I think, I think he fair caught it once. Yep. If I remember that right. Correct. But, 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 but special teams has been a net loss for us all season long, especially in the kicking game. Now I'll say that our kick coverage has gotten much better. First few games was awful. It's gotten much better as far as kick coverage goes, but everything else is up for, I mean, it's up for discussion. It's bad. It's bad. It's not why we lost today. It's part of the reason why we lost today. And it's part of the reason why Arkansas State won the game today. But look, y'all heard me. I mean, we talked about this on the show. We talked about this in person. I'm not, I, there's no way I'm the only one that's, surprised, that's not surprised by this. Am I surprised by the performance? Yes. I thought that we'd go in there and at least try to win. We showed up and just walked through the damn game. But I'm not surprised that this game ended up in the loss column. And the reason why is, and Nick, you asked a question about being inconsistent. We gotta, we, we have to keep in mind that the Sunbelt Conference is a quality, it's a, a quality conference. And it, it, this is not an excuse, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig by any means. This little quarterback that they have is going to be good. He has a lot of skills. He did some great things. He made some great decisions. But if you've been paying, paying attention to Arkansas State over the last couple of weeks, they got some wins, albeit against bad teams. But think about the momentum that comes with wins. They started to believe in themselves. We had to go there. If you look at their record, they're 4-4, four and four and they only have two losses in the West. They're in contention for a Western title now. Like, how, how the hell do we not play into that? I'm looking at the Internet, and I see Kevin Foote writing an article about how Dez is trying to keep their minds on the game, and it's a, it's a cliche trap game. And I'm thinking, what, why are we even talking? The fact that we have to address this is concerning. The fact that we even the fact that this is a topic of conversation is concerning. And it all came to light right on the field, right in front of our eyes. We have a problem with focus and detail. We have a problem with focus and detail. But going back to the point about the league, the league is balanced. It's solid. You cannot just walk into any game. Go look around the league right now. There's a whole bunch of front runners in nip and tuck games with very good football teams from this conference. No longer is this the, the bottom is really terrible and the top is good. That's over. You can walk into any game and lose. You can walk into any game and win. And I think that's a big part of our inconsistency. And I also think that it's all based on matchups. I mean, look, we thought we had an advantage with our defensive line versus their O-line, which has been awful the entire freaking season. But they whipped our ass. And it was all motivation. It wasn't because of talent. It wasn't because of personnel. They were motivated to beat us. Dude, how many times did you see Arkansas State players jabbering, talking shit, you know, punching our players? There was a couple of punches thrown that they didn't throw a flag on. I mean, they got in our heads. They pushed us around. They bullied us offensively and defensively. They ran the ball down our throat. They pumped us. If you are, are going to be honest with yourself as a Raging Cajun fan today, you know we went into Jonesboro. The rivalry has been renewed, and they punked us. And that's the worst part of it all. Well, losing Zeon is obviously the worst part of it all. But the worst part beyond that is that we got punked by a team that we should have beat by 20. And Josh, and it's, know, hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. We're talking about inconsistencies. This sounds awful familiar from the Georgia State game because they did the same thing. They abs- they punked us. Yeah. And we and we we took yeah. it. I, I agree. I agree. And look. I, I'll say it again, and I, some some idiot on, on Twitter was talking about how I'm so negative all the time because I was talking about five turn, turnovers being non-defensive stops. Listen, that South Owl game is an anomaly, man. People have got to wrap their mind around that. 
You cannot rely on five turnovers. You can't rely on two turnovers. Turnovers are, are not – while I agree that there are some that are forced and some that just happened because the other team made a mistake, and I will agree that our defense caused havoc and created some of those turnovers – a lot. Just imagine if those Cam Whitfield three sacks are just regular sacks and no turnovers. We probably lose the football game. I mean, seriously, you cannot you cannot put a, a a determining factor on a defense of how good they are and how they win their matchups and how they beat the Jimmys and the Joes. You cannot you cannot evaluate it that way based on the fact that you've got a quarterback to throw a bad interception or you got a strip sack. Today is it is a great teacher on what I was trying to talk about. We didn't get turnovers today, and we got kicked in the teeth. Now, now go ahead and insert two turnovers into the game today, and it's a totally different outcome. It, it's just we this league is so closely related with regard to quality of opponent, you cannot sleepwalk through a quarter, much less a game. You cannot rely on turnovers. You cannot rely on motivation. you got to wake up every, every Saturday or Thursday on every play, and you got to go in. Like you're like you're fighting for a championship. Arkansas State showed up and played like they were fighting for a Western crown. We showed up and played like we had already wrapped it up. And there's 50 other things I could say, but those are the most important things were at the top of my mind when I was watching. I totally agree with you, Josh. I couldn't say it any better. And you said you said some of the things I said. Um, let's pause and give it over to Terry, because I know everybody wants to hear Terry's take and how um how excited he will be today and how positive he will be. Uh, Terry, you know what? I, I almost thought about not giving you the floor because you quit on the team for a little bit, but it looks like you made it back to see the end of it. So go ahead, man. Hey, I was at a, a five-year-old birthday party. So I'm, <laughs> I'm riding the car with my wife and my daughter riding back right now. And uh, I was checking in, saw we got 17, 20. It's like, Oh, we might pull it out. And then here CDS fashion. We, couldn't and uh look man i've been i've been gone uh sorry the uh the gps is on you might hear some background noise um i've been, I've been gone haven't been on a couple of podcasts been uh, uh you know y'all know i'm active duty so i'm in the military so uh you know just been in and out and you know if you paid attention to current events a lot of things heating up out there over across the pond and i'm in the navy right got to respond i'm gonna tell you this i would much rather be on a navy warship off the coast of Israel, then watch that game. Wow. That was hot garbage. Wow. I'd rather be off the coast of Israel with air-to-surface missiles being shot at me than watch that game. That was hot garbage. I hate Arkansas State. I despise them. This team doesn't know the Arkansas State that I know. This team doesn't know when Mike Quave got in the game and got his leg ran into on PAT, right? And we had to carry Mike Quave on the field. We were John. And this team doesn't know the hate that a lot of us old heads know, the hate that me and Jimmy Butler know. That performance, I'm disgusted. Kicking the ball out of bounds, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, Josh, Josh, Josh hit on it. I, I, 53 and a half yards of field, and we constantly kick it to the edges. It's insanity. It, it, I, I don't get it. I love Dez. I want him to succeed more than any coach I've ever seen coach. I need Dez to get better. I love, people say that, you know, people want to say, oh, if you complain, like, hey, hey, 
I've gave I gave my first donation to the Crew Along Foundation. Uh, shout out to Mr. Aiken. I appreciate him for that. Donate to RCAF. Look, I'm not an RCAF member yet, because I've donated. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, I am invested in this team. I am. People are challenging me, and I will continue to invest in this team. I love it. But the team needs to invest in itself. What are we doing? Coming to Arkansas State, coming to Jonesboro, and we go and lay an egg. Come on, man. Terry, here's my problem, Terry. How many this times? How many times have we gone into a game this season and said? We were totally unprepared, and we got completely dominated by the other side. By whether it's play calling or play, every game we lost, except for Minnesota. Except for Minnesota, every single game that we've lost, yeah. we've gone in going. We just got complete, like we got out coached, we got out schemed, we got out played, and here it is again, man. And look, I, I'm with you. I love Des. I'm not putting this all on Des, but I think Des has some serious. He's got some serious questions and conversations to have. Because, again, I don't want people to forget that three years ago, two years ago, we were ranked and we were competing for things like mentions into the the, the New York Six games. And now we're talking about— We created about, a standard for ourselves. We created a standard, and we cannot allow— We created a standard. We as fans cannot allow our administration and coaching staff to fall back into where we were back in the bustle or, or the end of the HUD days. Like, that is unacceptable now. And losing to an Arkansas State or an ODU or a Rice or ULM has got to be unacceptable and that is not the standard of Raging Cajuns football anymore. It could have been 10 years ago, but today is a different story. And I don't care how much I love a coach. I don't care how much I love uh, how much I love their assistance. The fact of the matter is we have got to have tough conversations and we've got to figure this crap out because, again, we talk every week about attendance. We talk every week about support. But... When we were winning in top 25, we weren't getting attendance. And now you're going to tell me you go crap the bed against Arkansas State, who, by the way, has a terrible defense and totally dominated us today. And you're going to expect people to show up on a Thursday night against Southern Miss. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, right? I saw the two games on the schedule, right? Midway through the season, I was like, I don't know if our offense is going to show up. It's a coin flip. Georgia State with their um, bottom passing offense and Arkansas State with a bottom rushing offense. I was looking at those because the past two seasons, I'm like, I'm going to dare our offense to actually put on a great performance against the bottom defense. And Georgia State, we couldn't throw the ball. Arkansas State, we couldn't rush the ball. I looked at the stats. I was like, we cannot show up against these, I don't want to say gimme games, but like the statistics show. I know you don't play games on paper. Y'all talked about it on like the the, the, the mid, midweek show, you don't play games on paper, but the, the stats show you can run the ball on this team. You can throw the ball in Georgia State, but we just can't do that. And it's a Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? The talent is good. And God, I, man, I hate for Zeon, man. I saw one corn uh, fan tweet. Uh, is, it, is this, this is might be the last time, you know, we may see Zeon. I'm afraid this might be the last time we see Zeon Chris in a, in a UL jersey. I don't, I don't know. I hope that's not true. I hope the young man gets better. You know what I'm saying? Also, I, but I also hope, you know, he, he looks out for himself and, you know, he takes care of himself. And I believe in Chandler, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, this offense fit Zion and Ben better than Chandler just with the run, op, with, with the option to run. 
I mean, like it, that, that's just that's the fact of the matter. It, it fit those guys better because they were running threats. I'm not saying Chandler can't run, but he's a clear pocket, more of a pocket passer than Ben and Zeon were. And you take away that 87-yard bomb to Peter LeBlanc, which is like was great to see. I looked at that as like, ah, I mean, you didn't even before later on the game. I was like, uh, can we drive the ball on them? Can we actually earn like? five yards here, 10 yards there, three yards there, five. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we actually earn it? And we couldn't. You take that away, we only score 10 points. Well, Josh said it earlier in the season. He said, I hate being a big play team because your guys rely on big big plays and they think that's all we can do and that that's what they're striving for. And and that, yeah. that played out today. Terry, I'm going to put you on pause for just a second. I see Jimmy wants to speak. He didn't get to go in last week and I, I didn't get the, the chance to... Uh, to uh to let him speak so jimmy um what's up man how are you oh snap i'm on dang okay what's up how y'all doing man not good man not good but uh what's on your mind look i'm not going to get into the particulars you know because y'all pretty much said everything i could say and i was debating whether i wanted to get on here because the things that i was gonna say weren't too good i guess i could say and i didn't want to i didn't want to go that route but i just want to point to the fact that all this time and i'm like this i'm gonna just point to this one thing and and terry talked about it with like the discipline and like the detail the fact that this one thing alone the fact that we keep kicking the ball out of bounds and this hasn't been corrected yet this far down the season tells me everything I need to know. And I'm going to just, just leave it at that because the first couple times it should have been corrected. But the fact that we're going this long, something that small, that simple, and that can't even be corrected, how can we expect for other things to? But that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole because I'm pretty upset. And I didn't want to get on here sounding like Terry. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to, I just wanted to point that out. You know I, what I'm saying? Like I, it's, it's, I appreciate I it, man. And and you're right. It's attention to detail. I mean, that's that's one of the things we've harped about for most of the season is with the penalties. And we saw that again. We saw the 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 penalties again creep up in the early parts of this game. And I said, here we go. You know, we we go a three and out on a, our first drive, and then we let them march down the field and score uncontested. I mean, we didn't try to stop them. They go up 14 nothing. But you're still making these stupid, these stupid mental errors. It's look, we were sold on, we were sold on the the fact that we're Napier is gone, and now we're bringing in guys who know the culture and going to keep the culture and going to keep the things the same. And a year and a half into it, I'm starting to question: Was that really the case? And I'm not questioning the hire. I know some people are questioning the hire, and that's fair. But you know we. What we were promised and sold on doesn't seem to be, I mean, some games we look prepared, some games we don't, but again, that's all about preparation and the way that you prepare for all of your games, not just big games, not just games against South Alabama, but the games against the the, the smaller guys as well. So we've, you know, I'm starting to question a little bit if that is really the case, if that's really what we're seeing, because, because nine games into the season, I don't know about you, but I still don't know what our identity is on offense or defense. Remember when I asked y'all that though? After yep. what game was that? It was I a couple games y'all, ago. 
I said, what is our identity on defense? I asked because I, I, I didn't know. And I guess we still, you know, I don't know. But, but you know, I, I, I hate to bring this up because it's like, you know, but I have to go with what I know. But it's just back to the whole, like, kicking out of bounds thing, man. I just I just can't wrap my head around it. And like I said, I'm going to stay there because y'all covered the particulars. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, what would, like, the coaching staffs that I play for do in this situation? Nah, you know I appreciate what I'm it. Like, yeah. What, what what would they do? Like, like how would they approach this? Like, what scenario could I draw back from when I played where a player was consistently doing something wrong or somebody wasn't doing something right or a coach Jimmy. wasn't doing something What's up? Jimmy, remember, or remember when we always had, after the game on Sunday, we in the oh, locker room, I know every special teams play yes. is on – at yeah. the entire all hundred players, yeah. and he's like, "Look, Coach Hud got the got the laser corner. Look at that, kicking out of bounds. Doesn't care <laughs> who coaches that. Look, who coaches that? Right. But all right. And, and Coach Hud was a special teams coach. He was the head coach, but Coach Hud was a special team. Coach Hud loved special teams. He was a special teams coach. He was. He would be livid at Brett Smoke. You know." Daniel Cadona, anybody punting a kick in the ball, he was critical. But but he look, would never let that slide. But look, but but that but to bring to that point though, so when I was starting and I was on the front line on kickoff return, I didn't want to give Max effort on that because I got to go right back and run like a hundred routes on the field. But on, when Sunday comes and we watching the film in front of the whole team, I don't want to get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yes. little stuff like that. It's like, it, it makes me wonder, like, what what is really going on? Like, how is how is this? Like, how does this happening? Like, how does this keep sliding? Like, I don't understand. Well, I think that's a question that we're all asking right now, Jimmy. Let me turn it over to a Josh. He's been holding for a little bit. Josh, what is on your mind, man? I know, I know, you have another hot take you want to give us. Well, no, no, not necessarily a hot take. I have two questions actually. Yep. I'm gonna ask my first one because it might take. It might take a second for the person I'm asking it to to get ready to speak. But, you know, we're talking about special teams. We're talking about how much it costs us in field position and constantly putting us behind the eight ball. Reese. Reese is in the space. Reese, if you can, if you're in a position to talk, can you maybe shed some light on this problem? Because it sounds like not even the old players understand how this continues. So if you can talk, that would be sweet. Uh, but my second question is, I think it was Terry who made a comment last year after the Rice game. And he said, where are the dogs? Where are the dogs on this team? And, and look, y'all know that I, I love defense above all. I, I watch defense more intently. When we don't have the ball, I'm way more focused on the game. I love defense. I want to know where's the dog on defense. Like, I hang my hat on Tyree Skipper and Cortland uh, Court uh, Flowers. Like, I love those guys in the backfield. I love them. T. Lou also. You didn't hear much T. Lou today. Uh, I, you know, I don't know – I don't know what happened there, but who's going to be the guy to grab our, our players by the face mask and say, get your, get your head in the game, head out of your ass and in the game. Where were the dogs today? And it's like you said, I know that these new players don't understand what, what Arkansas state means to, you know, the early tens and teens, 2010s and teens players. And even before that, where we, we had a, it was not as nasty, but even before Blake Anderson got there, it was a pretty good rivalry back and forth. But it got real bad with the Quaid thing that, that Terry mentioned and all the bullshit they used to pull, man. 
uh, the dirty play that they would – I mean, every time we saw those guys, they were trying to do something underhanded or hurt somebody or whatever. So I don't hold that against them per se. But I go back to what I was saying earlier about jockeying for position in the western side of the, of the league. You have to recognize there that Arkansas State is still in it. Like there's still there's still a chance for them to represent the West, and 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 to just walk into their stadium on the road, and play like there's really nothing on the line. Like we already penciled the W in is mind blowing. Where are the dogs? Where are the dogs, Terry? Did you see any dogs out there? I didn't. Well, before you go, Terry. Here, right, before you go, Terry, I'm, I'm going to say, why is it that every team that we play? is gunning for us and hyped up and ready to go. I mean, you think about it. Georgia State did it. Troy, uh, I'm sorry, South Alabama tried to do it, but we took it out of them. Arkansas State came out like playing like they were out of their minds. Or ODU did it. Every team comes bringing their best against us, and it's like, we for, are we forgetting to tell our players of the history of me witnessing guys getting stepped on in 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 uh, during the games and quad and all that stuff are we not telling them the history of these rivalries because obviously the other side is coming in pop pumped up and ready to take it to us and we're just we're just like zombies i i don't know man it just again it doesn't seem like we're coming in with that passion what do you think terry well look, look, real quick terry let me add this we we are talented I, i'll stay right now and this includes minnesota I don't think we've played a team that has better personnel from a talent standpoint than we have, Agreed. including Minnesota. We, we, have, we have excellent talent. We have very gifted athletes on defense. We got smart players that don't have to think. They react. It's one of my favorite things about this defense. And I understand that we, we're still pretty damn young. I understand that. But at some point, and maybe this is the point where it comes where you realize, oh, we're, maybe we're not as good as we thought. Maybe we need some leadership on the field. Maybe today is the day. But to this point, Nobody is grabbing somebody by the face mask and saying, get your head out of your ass. Let's go. Where's the dog? Where's somebody who's willing to stick their elbow up somebody's neck? I want to see that. We need it. If it's 15 yards, that's the price to pay to get the team fired up. Well, whatever. Because we got punked today. Honestly, man, as far as our dogs today, I saw Cam Whitfield a little bit make some noise, you know, I know Zion tried his best, but, you know, Zion can only do so much, man. He can't open up his own holes. I saw O-line got down and dirty a little bit, but other than that, like, there was no, like I said, there was no big performance from one person. And, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I, like, I've seen the videos, the, the culture videos, and Dad's heights people up in the beginning of the game. And, you know, if he gets me fired up, I believe he does that for every game, man. I can only speak from my own experiences, man. I, I speak from, you know, Coach – I remember Coach Hud would put, you know – after we lost to ULM in 2013, right, at home, we could have secured a conference championship game. He made the GAs put, like, print these flyers of ULM, we are the real Louisiana. Put it all across the locker room. He put it all across the locker room. You, you let go of the rope, you know what I'm saying? He made them do that Monday morning. We come into practice Monday morning, we pissed, and we're angry. You know what I'm saying? He'd make, he'd make posters of Arkansas State, Talk like you know of of uh, press clippings of Tulane talking trash on 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 the message boards. Oh, like uh, Louisiana's a, a ULL is a flash in the pan. That got us excited. The the coach Hud pissed us off every Monday. Coach Rusty Witt, strength coach, pissed us off every off season. They made it to where we were always angry. And yeah, it got tiring and it got tedious. But man, 
it it got us ready every week. That's the experience that I had. And Jimmy can Jimmy can talk to it just yeah. so much. So Jimmy, Jimmy, before you go, I and this is for both of you. Do you think that the fact was that that HUD was just able to coach you guys up for the games? Not necessarily that you were more talented than this year's teams, but that you were coached up to 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 play out of your freaking minds because you were pumped and motivated to go. Do you think that's what might be missing today? Yeah, it's hard for me to say because I I don't I don't know exactly what Dez is doing. Um, but it, from my HUD experience, like Terry said, he 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 did things to make you like question your effort. Like, am I going hard enough? Like, oh, did they really say that? Like, it, like HUD made it feel like we was letting down the community if we didn't do certain things right. Like, do that whole. Yeah. Thing, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole do your job. Like that was real, and we had the fear of if you don't, you will be replaced. So it was it was not only the incentive of like you don't want to let your community down, but if I go out here and drop every pass, I might not play next week. And yeah. and, and, and Jim, remember this is pre NIL transfer portal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, if I got transferred, I go to FC. Now coaches nowadays, unless you're like a Nick Saban or you know, you know, insert top five coach here. You know, guys will, oh, I don't care. I can just go transfer to some other D1 school and I can just get out of here. Now, coaches have a fear if they coach you too hard, they'll, you'll shut down and you'll get pushed away. Right. Yeah, that's true. But, that's true. Okay, so I've, I've been listening for the last, like, half hour because I really appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving. But, Jimmy, I, I had to say something based on what you just said that Coach Hud would tell you, how how he would say you're letting the community down. Earlier in this in this post game, I mentioned how everything works together from how we promote, how we get people to the game, to what we see in the performance on the field, right? That's that's what I'm alluding to. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. When you put on that uniform, you represent this community, you represent this culture, you, re you represent this heritage that we pride ourselves on as Cajuns. We're blue-collar, hardworking people that put on our work boots and, and go to work and grind. And to, to the point that you just made, you know, we're, we're trying to ask constantly what's going on. Why are we kicking the ball out of bounds? Why are we not doing this? Why are we doing, not doing that? And I just keep coming back to this common denominator. It's the attention to detail that we're lacking. We're, we're lacking attention to detail, the basic assignments, uh, making sure you hit your, you, you, you get your key blocks, your, you hit your gaps, you, you get your basic step-by-step -step assignments. We're lacking in that. We lacked in that today. And I think it became a snowball effect. And the games that we've lost, we're, we're, we, 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 we come in, we, we miss our assignments, we miss the basic fundamental steps that it takes to make a play, and I just think that it eventually it, it, it all comes to fruition and, and turns out to be a disaster for us. And today, I mean, if you look at the first couple of Arkansas State drives, the way they were running the ball down our throat on our front seven, something that we pride ourselves on. I understand they were the, the Arkansas State offensive line played a good game, but this team was averaging 143 yards a game coming into today. They had over 200 yards. At, at some point, that's on us. At some point, we're missing certain assignments to not be able to make those plays. And so I think to answer your question, I think it's lack of attention to detail. That's what Billy. That's what Billy prodded himself on. That's why we were able to win these close games two or three years ago. That's why we were able to win thirteen, uh, have thirteen game win, uh, thirteen win seasons because it was those little tiny 
tiny attention to detailed steps that we would take. And I just, I have not seen that. And, I have not seen and, that. And uh, Jimmy, this, before we go to you, year. I just want to say, um, we have some players in the space, guys. We love you. And uh, we appreciate everything you do. And uh, today was tough. I'm sure for you guys, as well as us, but um, you know, keep on, keep on keeping on, keep on getting better. Um, let's get an improvement next week against Southern Miss. Cause I freaking hate those guys, but I just wanted to throw that out there before you went, Jimmy, that, that, that we support yeah. you hundred percent. So, oh yeah, look, and we're, and, and, and Jimmy, before you go, that's another thing. We're not going anywhere. Okay. We've stuck with this program. I've said this numerous times. We've stuck with this program when we were happy to have four wins in a season. Okay. So we're not going anywhere. To, to all the players listening, we still love you guys. Like Nick said, we're very frustrated, just like you are. So this is the fan side of us. I will say this. Who was it? That, I think it was Terry that brought up the, the history against Arkansas State and how much we don't like them. I'm going to tell you this about Southern Miss. We've got Southern Miss in five days. We have not beaten Southern Miss since 1993. They have a 10-game win streak on us. There were times where they shut us out by scores of 48 to nothing, 55 nothing. I mean, there were some stretches where they blew us out, blew us out of the stadium. It's about time we owe them a, a beatdown. So if you're listening, look, like I said against Georgia State, tear this loss up. You know, tonight you get 24 hours to be upset about it and talk about how we should have done this, should have done that. That's fine. It's natural. You know, grieving, grieving is a process, but then all that grieving 24 hours later, tear it up and, and move forward to Southern Miss because Southern Miss is coming hungry. They've got, they feel that they have a chip on their shoulder, but at the same time, we should have a chip on their shoulder because we have not beaten them in 30 years. They were one time a program that we wanted to emulate and now they're our peer. So let's show them why they're our peer. Go out there Thursday, regroup, refocus, have a great week of practice, and let's get that six win on Thursday night against a team that we are long overdue of beating. Yeah, and please kick their ass because I talk so much crap to all of their fans. I got your back, players. Listen to me, man. I'm putting myself out there because I know you can't, and I'm talking so much crap. So please go out there and kick their ass this Thursday so I don't have to take it back. Jimmy, go ahead. Um. Yeah, so that's a great segue into what I'm about to say. And after this, I got to get off because I'm late to a wedding already. So what I say is the reason why stuff like this hurts so much is because I, I do care. And I'm not going anywhere. And even still, like, we could we could lose every game. I'm still going to be here. I'm pretty sure y'all still going to be here. We have the support. It's just like, for me, I'm always putting myself out there. I work with people who are the fans of the other team that's about 45 minutes an hour away. I won't name them, but I'm always putting our name out there and I'm always talking trash. I'm always like, nah, it's all about this. It's all about this. And Nick and Jerry, I got some, 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 some things in the works that's coming up next week. I'm going to hit you guys up about it Wednesday. Just some things in the community I got going. That's pretty exciting, but I didn't want to bring it out yet because it's still, kind of small but once we i get the particulars i'm gonna hit you guys up about it and like so just some things in the community to get you know more eyes on us you know what i'm saying get more support so um i appreciate y'all for having me and look 24-hour rule next week let's go get it you know what i'm saying and that's it you know y'all always gonna have my support i know y'all was gonna have terry support and everybody else in this space so Thanks, I'm Jimmy. not going anywhere. I appreciate it, and uh, have fun at your uh, your your wedding tonight. Hope you're not wedding crashing. Hopefully, you were invited. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Landry, I see you requested to speak. What's up, man? 
Oh, not too much, man. It's just it, it's funny how football is, man. Week to week, so high last week, so low this week. Yeah. Uh, just uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kind of you know dig in it uh, too deep, but the only thing that that I want to say as far as the last three games is why do we continue to put ourselves behind the eight ball whenever it comes to three down linemen on defense? I agree. And, and we see that we often see that early in the game, right? That we're playing the no, that, zone well, that, defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Putting, putting ourselves behind the eight ball. We continue, you, you know, you go back to Texas state, Georgia state, and then, you know, I don't, South Alabama, I, I don't know if that was an anomaly or what, but when you saw it in the second half, whenever they started to pick up the, the pace a little bit, you know, they, they had our number. I don't know why we we rely on our defense to bend but not break and have to rely on our offense to kind of like get into a rhythm to get some points and, you know, later on in the game in the second half. And then, you know, it's too late. And then, you know, this game's a little bit different because Deion got hurt. But to be honest, like you said, he had that one 85-yard pass or whatever it was, and he had the the long pass to Robert Williams. But you take away them two long passes, what did he have? He wasn't running the ball. He really wasn't. We weren't doing jack whatever on offense. So our defense – I just don't get the first two or three drives we gave up 17 points or whatever. Like, that immediately puts us behind the eight ball. This is not on the players. I got the players back. Y'all know that. I got the players back. Look, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this, Ryan. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I feel like we do that every single week. We do this. We come up with the same game plan from the start of the game and we expect things to happen differently. And it doesn't. And then we change. We try to change mid game. Look at what happened in Georgia State. It's the same thing. We, We played a whole half of football the exact same way we played the first half of football today. The difference was we we mounted a comeback against Georgia State and fell short today. We just didn't. We just we kept doing the same thing. Yeah, and and you say that, and then after the Georgia State game, Dez said that on the Monday the Monday night uh, coaches show, he told Jay Walker that they didn't even make any kind of adjustments. They just played better. So if if you have three down linemen and you're not getting any kind of pressure, not in the run game, not in the passing game, not in any freaking game. And they continue to hit seven yards or seven yard outs, seven yards on the outside on a run, a delay, a draw, whatever. Seven, eight yards of play, but we're bending but not breaking. But but next thing you know, we're down 17 nothing, 20 to nothing. Like like when when does somebody say, Hey coach, that ain't working? And I'm not saying like, hey, coach Dez, that ain't working. I'm saying somebody should say, as coach Dez. Say, hey, Coach Lamar, that ain't working. But let's try something else. We have four down linemen. We run safety blitzes. Next thing you know, we we, we sack in quarterbacks and we we force them to punt for the first time. So no, I, agree. I don't I don't I don't understand. Can somebody make me understand, please? Man, if and I don't I don't want to get too emotional, but like th- this is what it is with with this coach. And I love Daz. I really do. But look. 
won his first game, won the next two in his first in his first real season. Next thing you know, he loses two or three in a row. We win two, we lose two. Like this dude is twelve and eleven. So is this what it is? He gets our our helps up for two or three games, and then the next two we get kicked in the balls and we're back down to reality because we can't make adjustments. I just I don't get it. So I just I, I really don't want to get too emotional. I just I want to know if anybody else sees the same things that I do whenever it comes to adjustments and stuff like that, and if anybody else has an answer. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, Jerry, because we say this we say this every week, it seems like, that we don't make adjustments. We don't make adjustments, or maybe we do make adjustments. It's a little concerning to me that Ryan's telling me, Des said, well, we didn't make any adjustments the second half of Georgia State. Why not? Like, why aren't you changing what you're doing if obviously it's not working? You can't tell me they didn't make any adjustments. I mean, because there's no way that the team that came out in the second half was running the same. First of all, they weren't running, you know, a 3-4 defense in the second half. They had four or five linemen up front. So you can't tell me they, they didn't make any adjustments. So I, like, why wouldn't you, if what you're doing's not working, change what you're doing and try to see if something else will work? I don't... Do you get it? Because I'm with Ryan. I don't get it if that's the case. It's funny because it's it's actually more complicated than than what we're talking about now because I have talked to coaches about that because we've discussed it so many times. And believe it or not, a lot of it's circumstantial depending on what the other team throws at you. And then there's just sometimes where your game plan actually is what it, it's meant to be. You just can't execute it properly, or you're just not you're not hustling, or you're not executing it at a, at the rate that you are. But here's here's what I'm here's what I'll say about this. The the main Jerry, thing I, that I go ahead. What you got, Ryan? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the the thing that messes our defense up the most, that gives us the most trouble, is stacked receivers spreading us out wide, and doing that little kind of RPO, whatever, like the little the little handoff to the outside, to the left, to the right, or a quick out, or, or that that gets like seven eight yards every time. So it's it's not. It's not like something that's unforeseen. It's the same thing that kills us in every game. And I know you're saying that, like, the like it's uh, you know, coaches that it's all meticulous and you know whatever they got to think about this and that. But it's the same things that hurt us every game. And the teams watch the tape. The first thing that they did was they watched the ODU game, and that's what kills us. And and we still can't stop it because we don't adjust. Well, I think I think the unfortunate thing about that, and um, it's it's sad for me to say it, but if we're in game number nine, well, we're about to be in game number ten out of twelve, and we haven't figured it out yet. Now it's just to the point where we just have to accept that's who we are. And unfortunately for us, if if all four of our losses had situations like that, to where there were certain sch- schematic uh, adjustments that these other teams made against us, and we couldn't counter it or or or, or defeat it then that just goes to show you that the book is out on us and we just, you know, we have to find a way to, to one up that one up that, that fact. Um, I think with, unfortunately, when it comes to stopping the rushing attack and I saw it against, um, I saw it against Minnesota, for example, Minnesota ran, uh, they ran that big 10 powered offense and all they did was run stretch to where their, their offensive line dominated our front four and the running back would just kind of hesitate. And then he would, wrap around the outside or wrap around the edge and get about seven or eight yards of carry. I've noticed that a lot of, uh, from, I noticed that today. I noticed that against Georgia state, unfortunately, 
Ryan, at this point in the year, if we can't defeat that now, that's just who we are. And you hope you hope and pray that you play against a team that doesn't have that type of running ability and that type of offensive line. It scares me knowing full well that in five days we're about to play a Southern Miss team. And I know Southern Miss isn't having their best year, but there is a running back by the name of Frank Gore Jr. who he 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 eats on those type of things. So that's that is something that's concerning to me. And and you know, sometimes when you can't make those adjustments, unfortunately, even if you try to counter uh those certain adjustments against your your the other team, I I there, there's certain there's just certain weaknesses that we just can't get over. I know I know Southern Miss fans are down on Will Hall and and uh you know they, they got their their issues with him, but I, I thought that that Will Hall, whenever he was here, like the, the year that the last year that Hull was here, he, he had kind of like, you know, a, a good a good offensive mind. I'll just put it like that. then he went to Tulane and he kind of he ramped things up over there and he, he went to Southern Miss or whatever. But if if this dude can't look at, at the tape and figure out to do the same things that ODU did that Georgia State did, that Texas State did in the first, and then and then tonight, like he should be fired on the spot. Look, because I'm, we we don't we don't adjust. That that's the bottom line. Yeah, I'll agree with you, Ryan, and I'll move on to because I know uh, we got a couple other people who want to speak. But I'm just going to say this: when we were less talented than other teams, even during the Napier era, when we were less talented, between I'd say this probably started HUD. Napier showed a little bit of it. We would stand up at the line and not show. And we'd, 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 especially on defense, we'd, we'd have guys moving around and we'd stand up until right before the snap. And we'd try to, you know, make things interesting and not show them exactly what we were coming with. We're, we're not even doing that right now. We're showing we're, 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 it's, it's almost like we're not being creative and like, okay, they're kicking our ass. Let's try this. Let's try something different well, to see if we can do it. We're just, we're just sticking with what we're doing and hoping it works. And, and well, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're not even on the field. We're not even being, we're not even set to play. Dude, if they're, people. If, if they're playing a, a quick tempo offense, we're screwed. We're screwed defensively. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so if Will Hall doesn't watch the tape and score whatever, then he is like he should be. He should be fired on the spot. Like, I feel you. The, like you said, the, the the tape is out on us, and I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to, to get too long, but I, I'm just I'm upset. I love I love the players. I love the program. I hope we beat the crap out of out of Southern Miss on Thursday. I'll be there. I'm not giving up. But let's let's do something different. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate you, Ryan. I agree with you 100. Nova, I see you requested. David, we're going to come to you in a little bit. Right now, let's uh, let's let's let uh, um, Josh chime in because I know he's been holding a while, a while. Josh, what's on your mind? I just wanted to to piggyback off of Ryan. It's it, you know, Jerry said it's intricate or whatever, and a lot of coaching is intricate and it's above our heads, and I get all that. But some of it is very basic, and this is it's very simple. All you have to do is watch our game film. Anytime that we get into a five or six DB set. If a good offensive coordinator isn't brain dead, he doesn't allow us to, to sub defensively by keeping his offensive personnel on the field. And all they do is they audible out to a widespread or a stack wide receiver, just like the dude from Fordham that coaches at uh, ODU now does. And what they'll do is they just run off tackle. 
because we are all look you're gonna have the star backer or the uh or a single high safety and you're gonna have a single linebacker in the middle and everybody else is out wide we're in a three down a three technique on the line it's five against three what you think is gonna happen in the run game of course we're gonna rip off you know they're gonna rip off seven and eight yards but the only way they get there is when lamar puts in that five db set and he does it often he did it at houston he did it at vanderbilt that's the kind of defense he wants to run and as soon as we get into it that look that's not the player's fault that that is a, that is a lack of and I say I'll say I'll repeat what I said at the beginning of the show. Somebody has got to be able to to be a hybrid safety that can come down and give run support. And we have the star bat. We have the star uh, position for that exact reason. How is there no ability to audible into that? That blows my freaking mind. And to somebody else's point about the tempo. Tempo absolutely destroys us because we try to micromanage so much from the damn sideline that the, the players cannot get into a base set without looking to the sideline for the next play call. It, they just don't allow them to do it. I don't know if they don't trust them. I don't know if they just don't know the audibles, the calls, or what. I don't know what's going on in the field. But as soon as they catch us in a package where we are obviously outmanned on the line, they keep us in that defensive package, and, and, and they stay on the field. And all they got to do is audible from run to pass, spread the field, blah, blah, blah. That's all they do. And they hand off and they run off tackle. It's that that's not intricate. That's simple. The, the idea that we continue to run the three technique when we're getting gashed. I mean, damn, dude, fake an injury, call a timeout. I don't know. Get off the field. And that's it. How many times a season did we did we see us get completely beat on defense on a big play? And the first thing the guys do is put up their hands like this and look to the sideline. So many times a season we've seen that. And we're nine games in, and we yep. saw it today. Why have we not fixed it? And Nick, Nick, this is another thing. Going back to the point about the turnovers, think about the Georgia State game. What changed that game? Big turnover or punt block. That was the big one. Go back to Texas State. What changed that game? Huge fumble at the goal line. Okay? Th think about a lot of these wins where our defense, yeah, they played well, and we have some high rankings in certain categories. And, again, I'm not blaming the personnel. But we forget about these big turnovers, game-changing plays. But the devil's in the details. The devil is in the details. If you go back and watch, offenses had, has, have, have had success against a lot of the things that Lamar likes to run. We're not some dominant defense. We, we have been opportunistic, and that's great, and they get credit for that. But at the same time, we have been exploited many, many times, not at the fault of the players, but at the fault of the freaking coaching staff. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Well, it's okay to be exploited if you fix the exploit, right? If you've got a virus on your computer and you run an antivirus program and fix it, then you're good. We're just not fixing it. We're, we're still doing the same well, it's thing. it's a pattern. Yeah, it's a pattern. It's a pattern at this point. This is not an accident. Yeah, no, I agree. Nova, you've been holding a while, man. What's going on? What do you have to say? Man, look, I'm, I'm going to put it to you this way. Uh, it, it's frustrating, but at the same time, we still have an opportunity to be uh, eight and four. So we got to look forward to try to get back off off the ground, off the mat. You know, no no plan survives first contact. As frustrating as this loss was, give it to ASU. They came in, they punched us in the face, and we never got up off the mat, man. And and unfortunately, we lost our freaking superstar uh, quarterback of the future, and it kind of sucks. And uh, it's going to be hard to win another game, but we got to figure out how to at least win one more and get bowl eligible and and, and try to keep some momentum going. Uh, at this and, and, you know, I want Mike to be the man. Um, but right now they, they need to make adjustments and they apparently don't know how to do that. So that's, that's pretty frustrating from my part, man. I'm so, going to get off and uh, 
before you speaking. before you get off Nova, I appreciate your comments. I think this is one of the first times I've heard from you, so I appreciate you 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 chiming in. I have a question for you. So I agree with you. I think we still have an opportunity to go to eight and four. But what do you see that gives you confidence that we're going to go at eight and four? Because for me right now, I have no confidence. In fact, I'm worried that we're going to get bowl eligible if we play again like we did today against Arkansas State. What do you, have you seen that gives you confidence that we are going to make it there? Well, it's going to be what the heck we do on Thursday night. If we come out punching and actually have a little fight left in us, then I'll have a little bit more confidence that we can go to Troy because they remember what happened at, against Troy last year. We had Troy on the ropes and we, we let him off the hook. You know, <laughs> we let him off the hook uh, last year. And so I know those guys are going to remember what happened last year and, and want to win that game. And then also with the, with the ULM game, they're going to remember that one. And, uh, and, and they're going to come out and try to play. So I think we got, I think we got three motivating games coming up. I think how they shake this one off and, and show up Thursday, if they show up Thursday to play, um, can give us a little bit of confidence going forward. But right now, the QB situation is not good. I don't know uh, what they're going to do going forward because now they got to totally adjust the offense for Chandler's strengths, which is something totally different from what Zeon can do. Chandler's got a live arm, but you got to put him in positions uh, to make plays and throw the football, and you got to give him plenty of time uh, to do so and, and let things develop downfield. One thing that's really frustrating is how does this offense not have a screen? I don't think they've thrown a screen pass all year long to the running back out of the backfield. We should, Thank you. Know you. Makes, you know what makes Thank the Saints you. so damn successful back in the day? They threw screens to their talented running backs that in open space and make plays and make the teams miss. I mean, if a screen pass gets us eight yards, five yards, that's still good. It gets you in some kind of momentum and, and gets you moving forward. This uh, this this crap that we're doing now, and uh, just let's let's run a dive play right off right off the bat, you know, like they know what's coming, they know what's coming. We 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 gotta we gotta we gotta change it up a little bit, and, and it's just it's been it's been frustrating, and uh, you know, let's hopefully hopefully we uh we can figure it out. I appreciate you chiming in, man. We needed we needed somebody coming in. And giving us a little bit of uh, sunshine pumping today because we were, we were all on the negative so far in the in the in this space today. But I appreciate you, Nova. Um, at least trying. Get this man, man a beer. <laughs> for bringing man, back look, up the screen. I, 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 listen, I listen to you guys all the time. I don't have uh, much time to because uh, I live so far away, so I don't have an opportunity to really uh, go to any games. I have to watch them all all from my TV set. And uh, and if I can sit here and watch and see the adjustments not being made. And, you know, the, the only level of football I played was in high school. You know, I did broadcasting for a while, but it's like it, it's, it's not hard for just a layperson to sit there on the couch and watch these games and say, why are we not making adjustments to certain things that they are doing? You know, uh, be, being a former Army guy, you know, you know plan's only good until first contact. And then you got to make adjusts. You got to adjust and adapt to the situation. And it doesn't seem like we know how to do that. And it's very frustrating because I really want Mike to be the man. I want him to be our Bobby Bowden. I want him to be the guy that's going to stay here forever and lead us to a lot of championships. But right now, they've got some soul searching to do. These dudes have a lot of soul searching to do because tonight we got our ass whooped. And it was just, there's no other way to look at it. We got our ass whooped tonight. So we'll see what happens on Thursday night, man. Like, if they pick themselves off the mat and come out and, and, and do what they got to do against Southern Miss, uh, that'll give us some hope. But uh, we, ju we just got to try to get get that next one in and, and, and get bowl eligible and, and see what happens from going here on out. So 
appreciate it, man. Thank you again for the comments. Great hearing for for everyone who doesn't get in the space often. It's uh, it's good hearing different points of view, Jerry. Um, I don't know, man. I'm having a, I'm having trouble getting pumped up about going to like I told you earlier, Tostados Taco Bowl being hosted in Harlingen, Texas. Uh, when you had everything in front of you and and you just poo poo the bed yet again it's 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 hard it's hard for me to get pumped up about that well we still have a lot of football to play I and mean, we still have three games left the problem is and and i appreciate nova's optimism as of right now and from what i saw today i don't see us winning three three games in a row as of this moment now maybe tomorrow i wake up on a better on, on the right side of the bed and you know i get that extra hour of sleep because of the daylight savings that we're about to experience thank goodness and and maybe i feel differently but right now um after what i saw today you have a five-day turnaround going into southern miss against a team that has pretty much dominated you in the last 10 or last 30 years 10 games so i I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm not feeling it right now. I, I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm just going to ask you this question. I'm sure all of your manual clocks have to be changed because you're a boomer and can't figure out technology. So just reminding you that you have to go turn the, the all of your clocks, you probably have like 15 around your house. You need to go manually change them all back. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I've already, I've already gotten started on that. So don't worry. I'm, I'm ahead of this. I'm, I'm ahead of the curb on, on that one, Nick. Oh. But, but thank you for reminding me. Thank goodness on it. that. Look, um, <laughs> Josh, we'll let you go uh, next. Jerry, if you want to get the, the scores up, because I'm sure we have a lot to go around the belt. Josh, what's up? I, I just want to know how many tight end targets we had today. Oh, I was waiting for that to come like none. <laughs> Neil might, might've had one, right? Less, less than five. No, I, I if that's generous. I don't know that we had five. If you want to win, throw it to the tight end. Well, if you want to win, it's you know, adjust your game plan as the game goes on. But we've already <laughs> beaten that horse to death. Look, I appreciate. First of all, Nova had a great call, excellent call. Uh, I, I understand and I appreciate the optimism, um, but I, I am going to be the one to say this. I, I don't know how anybody could think three games ahead right now. I can barely think about Thursday. I we need to regroup. This this changes the season in a lot of ways. I understand that, but we need to regroup and beat Southern Miss. We need we need not only do we need to beat Southern Miss, we need to we need to forge an identity. You know, with great crisis comes great opportunity. Let's make no mistake about what happened today. It, it was it was a disaster. So who's going to be in that locker room and who's going to pull the team up by the bootstraps? And who's going to say, all right, we're going to make something out of this disaster. You know, this is how leaders are born. Who's going to be the leader to do it? Who's going to be the guy that's going to, you know, maybe not necessarily a vocal player or whatever, lead by example, kind of quiet. Who's going to come out of their shell and become a leader? Because that's what we need on this team. We need somebody to, to, to boss others around on the field, coach them up on the field, whatever the case is. I, I, I made a comment about the dog earlier. We need to get some dogs out there. I, I mean, it just, it's time. Let's use this opportunity to gather ourselves, forge the identity, and find out who's going to be the, the next great leader on this football team. We have a chance to do that on Thursday, and we have a chance to do it in front of our home crowd. Now, the nature of the fan is to give up when they feel like the season's over or when we're not living up to expectations. Obviously, this is not the place to come. Razor Review is diehards, and we're going to be there come rain or shine. But there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to show up on Thursday. All right? We need to give them a reason to come back the next home game we have. 
We need to get, we, you know what I mean? If, if that makes any sense, we need to go out there and show them that we can be resilient, that we can come back and, and punch a rival that we have in the face and, and get back up on our horse when we got knocked down. That's our opportunity. Uh, Here's an you know, idea. That, Here's an idea. This it. is this this is a perfect time right now after this loss today, right? You've got a very dejected fan base. You've got a lot of people that are having doubts. Look, this game is on Thursday night. It's not a Saturday, obviously. So of course you're gonna try to you're gonna have to do things to get people to show up. Why not let people park in the Cajun Field parking lot for a general admission price? Why not create an event inside of Cajun Field? Find other ways to get people. This is if there's any game to have a catalyst for having people to show up and motivate people to show up. It's Thursday night. You're playing a team that you've been begging to have a rivalry with for the better part of three or four decades. They're finally coming down to town for the first time since 2001. We've been wanting to beat them. So this is a golden opportunity to do that. I mean, you're letting the students uh, out of class at noon. What better game to promote than this one? against Southern Miss. You finally got that rivalry you've been wanting. Just let everybody in the game. Town. Just let everybody in. Just, just let everybody just let in. in. Yes. I, this just is the everybody. one time I'll say, let just, just let every we, – we need all the support we can get. Just do discounted tickets. I don't know. Whatever it takes to get people to show well, up. Well, Jerry, do you it. could just do discounted do tickets for 30 cents, and then it will cost them 20 after Ticketmaster charges them. So I don't – I mean – yeah, um, no, I, we we want we want to thank everybody for uh, chiming in, giving your opinions, and and giving your thoughts on today's game. Yes, today was a bummer. It was not fun, but at least we know we have passionate fans that still care that are here. Right? It's it. I, I would be more concerned if we lost a game like today, as disappointing as it was, and nobody talked, and nobody said anything, and nobody took the time to to come in and give their their two cents. I mean, you know, that's why. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but while Clint's figured it out, we got to go with him. So what's up, man? <laughs> hey, man. Look, I'm giving y'all a minute heads up. F FCC, y'all got to clear out. All right. The championship game, when I got word that Mike Desimo was our coach, that that that's all that needed to be said. I'm saying it for everybody out there. I'm coming nuclear, fellas. I had enough of this. I've been a fan for 30 years. But Mike Desimo should have never been our head coach. We USL'd it. The day the championship, the, the championship game, look, man, I'm going to get emotional, but you know what? Cajun fans need to hear some fucking emotion. I'm sick of this bullshit. T. Joe Savo, I just got a $100,000 fucking raise for three years. I think we lost him. <laughs> raise your review after dark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Is he there? I yeah, I think we lost that was him. probably one of the best callers ever. <laughs> I do Look, I do disagree with Clint though I'll tell you that much I, I I think Mike is Mike is the person that you want leading a team I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off and say it. I will defend Mike to the to the day I die you know and if he makes it through this thing he makes it through this thing but as a person and as a leader that's the dude that I want leading our program you know he just got to learn and it's gonna be tough lessons Look, I mean you gotta understand this guy has never been a head coach at the collegiate level before and this is his first gig. 
he's going to learn and he's going to take some grenades in the trenches and he's going to have to pick himself off, off the mat and adjust and adapt and, and just be better. Right. But I mean, if you want to, you want a leader for this, this university and, and this culture, so to speak, that we always talk about, I mean, this dude, this dude is the guy, man. Like he, he is raging Cajuns, man. Like this, this guy has done a lot for this university and, and, and puts his soul out there and, and puts him and his family out there. And he does it because he loves his program, man. So like, I, I can't, I can't hate on Mike for them hiring Mike because I, when you look at all the other candidates, they had what Pete Golding, that dude is a, is a disaster. Like, I mean, it was just Mike, Mike fit, fit the team at the time that what we needed, man. And I, I just, I, I, I respectfully disagree with Clint, you know, I, I appreciate his passion, man, because everybody loves this program. Everybody who's here on this call loves this university, you know, and like, you know, and, and I want people to come here and want to play here, want to play for not just the university, but for the area of Acadiana and for that Cajun culture, because the people in that area are the most special people in the world. And people give their shirt off their back for people. And that's what the Cajun culture is. And they got that fire and they got that passion and they got that never quit. And that's what I want to show the world. And that's what we need to show the world in the NCAA when we have an opportunity to make the playoff and we need to get our team better. We need to get our program better and we need to put in the resources we can to get there, you know, because that's the only way we're going to do it. And that school across the basin, they can suck it. Y'all have a good night, guys. Thank y'all. Thanks, man. And look, we can argue on whether or not the right hire was made. The, the, the fact of the matter is we've got Des. We love him. We will support him. And um, do we question decisions? And we do, do we, you know, question the future and and what that holds, et cetera, et cetera? We can do that. But look, the, the hire that was made was made. And 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 we love the guy, and we're he's a local guy, and until uh, until he shows us different, you know, I, I I'm sticking with Des. So anyway, sorry about that, Jerry. I didn't mean to cut you off earlier, but I want to try to get. No, him you in. didn't. It's it's completely fine. And no, look, I mean, everything Mike stands for is 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 exactly what this what this culture is about and what this program's about. Um, you know, look at the end of the day, you want a coach that, you know, is a class act. He's going to guide his, his players in the right direction. He's going to make sure that, uh, at the end of the day, those players graduate and do what they can. But on the other hand, and I, and I, and look, I love Mike, uh, at the same time, I understand that part of the business is wins and losses. And I know that there's a lot of pressure on him right now, especially following in the footsteps of the success we've had over the last five seasons. But I think if there's anything, whether people say he should have gotten hired or shouldn't have gotten hired, usually you have a couple of years to prove yourself. I think Mike has a right to prove himself. I think he has a right to go out there and see what he can do. I know right now things aren't looking as bright as we thought, but he has a few years. And and if you look at the circumstances of what he had to replace last year with his coaching staff and, and a lot of the players that went into the portal after Billy went to Florida, he's got a right to have a few years to to uh to build what he can and so you know if two or three years down the road he's still our coach and and we're not getting the results then maybe we can talk about that but right now i think mike as a coach has a right to prove himself and see what he can do as our head football coach i agree i agree um do you want to go to scores now do you want to take take some more comments um are there anybody else requesting right now i see i see josh josh what's up man oh i'll be quick uh I, i don't know if it's productive to talk about the coaching situation because the bottom line is Mike's going to be here three years, bottom line, no questions asked. Um, you know, one thing I'm never going to do is shy away from talking about the coaching as far as like the performance and things like that. Number one, they're professionals. They're paid to do a job. 
So I think they're fair game. Uh, I don't think you should go out after athletes. Now we can talk about what we thought about in game, but as far as them not being here or whatever, I think that that's, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. We're better than that. Uh, but as far as the USL thing, look, I know Clint personally, Clint has done a thousand things that nobody will ever know about for the Cajun program. He's given untold amounts of cash. He is passionate. Now, Seems like he's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, not himself at the moment, and that's fine. We need all the fans that we can get, we, especially ones with the, the uh, ability and the uh, want to give to the program and give feedback to the program. We need to embrace that. So if anybody's out there upset about what Clint said, don't be. We need everybody's opinion. We need everybody's feedback. Uh, I, I disagree that Mike's not the guy. Was it a USL budget hire? Hey, you never know. Could be. Could be. A lot of factors go into who you hire and when you hire them. But the fact of the matter is, he's our guy. He's one of us. I can get behind that. I'm going to defend him. I'm going to. I just, we know him enough personally to where I think he can do the job. So that's my stance on it. And to this point, I mean, look, dude, we, we, we have weathered an exodus of players. We have weathered uh, a freshman quarterback. We have coaching or a quarterback carousel. He's had a lot to deal with in his short span here. So uh, I'm going to wait it out. I mean, there will come a day where I'm going to have to say one way or the other, do, do I think Mike's the guy for the long term? And we'll deal with it at that point. But at this point, even if it is a budget hire or a USL hire, even if it is, Mike's our guy. I have faith in the dude. I think that our issues are much more local. Uh, and I'm saying that specific to the coordinating staff and the assistant coordinating staff. I think we have, we have improvements in a, in a major way we can make there. I'm not saying fire anybody. I'm just saying the patterns are very obvious to anybody watching the games. So while we may disagree with somebody like Clint, Clint speaks for a lot of people, and we should listen and pay attention to what they have to say. No, I agree with point. you. Yeah. Good point. Yep. And it feels like therapy tonight. Every time we have one of these losses, it feels like uh, like that's what this is. I feel a little better kind of getting well, you it know out, what, right? Though- it, it, we get it out, but I, I tell other people, people can say what they want, especially certain fan bases close by to us. They talk about how irrelevant we are and how we're this and that. They could never walk in our shoes. They could never walk in our shoes because people who say things like that, like, oh, you don't win championships. You don't do this. You don't do that. The question I want to ask them is, well, what if your team didn't win championships? What if your team didn't do all the things that you claim that we don't do? Would you still be a fan? What if your and team yet- didn't get a $50 million payday from the from ESPN? What if your team didn't get all the funding in the state? What if your team didn't get every single advantage handed to them on a silver platter I mean, it's not easy. We've said this before. It is so hard to be a fan of a program like ours, not because we were bad for a while, but the fact that we really, and especially, you know, with this latest ruling or whatever, we we're behind the eight ball for everything. And we're at, we have every disadvantage and still somehow end up getting ranked in football, making regional super regionals, world series in baseball, you know, dominating in softball basketball we're making the ncaa march madness we're freaking you know national champions in water skiing so you're saying that it's 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 not easy to be a fan of our program because we have so much adversity that we have to and bs that we have to go through to make progress and to make things happen and to to win these things it's easy for a team that has every advantage handed to them on a silver platter are you kidding me like, why shouldn't Ohio State be a national championship contender? Why shouldn't Georgia? They're handed every single advantage and then some. And and we have to fight for every single morsel that is left over and still somehow 
for two years in a row are, are somewhat in the conversation to be in a, in a, in a game that means something. So that is a hundred percent correct. We, we have to fight and, and grind for every single morsel of anything that we get. It's not easy to be a fan because it's so easy to walk away from that and say, I'm sc uh, screw it. But those fans get everything handed to them. It's hilarious because the ones that do most of the trash talking who didn't go to that school either went here or they went to another in-state school. Like so they can't even be fans. So they can't <laughs> even be fans of their own alma mater or their own school. So what do they do? They go the easy way out. They take the easy way out. They go to the team that just wins, wins, wins because it's easy. And yet they make fun of us because, oh, well, you don't win natties. You don't do this. You don't do that. And again, I'll go back to the original question. If the team that you love so much did not do what you claim that we don't do, would you still be a fan? And I'm willing to bet. And they'll never, they'll never answer it. They'll, they'll change the subject because they know the answer to that question. So yes, to, to the point of everybody that's chimed in tonight and because we care, don't stop being a fan. It's yep. it, look, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work being a Cajuns fan, but you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world because you know what? The success that we do reach whenever we do go to super regionals, whenever we do go to the March Madness tournament, whenever we do go to big bowl games, whenever we do become ranked in the top 25, it's so much sweeter and so much more fun because it's a grind. Whereas you got some of these other teams, they can win 10 games. I mean, you look at some of these SEC schools, they win 10 games and their fan base is disappointed. They're upset. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we only went 10 and two fire the coach. We go 10 and two. We're, we're celebrating. So that to me, it, 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 it makes you feel like you're a part of something special and it makes it so much more worthwhile. So to everybody listening, Hey, I know today, today was a bummer, but don't stop being a Cajuns fan. We wear this culture. We wear who we are on our sleeve. The nickname of our, of what's in our blood is here. It's, it's in our nickname. It's in our culture. It's what we eat. It's what we drink. It's what we dance to. So don't stop being a Cajuns fan. Keep the grind going because I'm going to tell you, whenever we do get over this hump of some of this adversity, it's going to be so worthwhile, just like we did when we celebrated in 2021 on that football field in front of a national audience uh, saying goodbye to our head coach, but also winning a conference championship. Anyways, Nick, should we start talking about what's going on in the Sun Belt? Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. So, guys, we, you know, of course, we like to uh, discuss what happened today. Uh, with the Cajuns in Arkansas State, but let's talk a little bit about what's going on around the Sun Belt. I try to do that because it, it's always uh, some real-time results, uh, starting with Southern Miss. Southern Miss Golden Eagles getting their first win since their opening weekend. They're victorious over the ULM Warhawks. Of course, the Cajuns, uh, I'm sorry, Southern Miss defeats ULM uh, in Hattiesburg by the score of 24-7. to um, again, the Cajuns will take on Southern Miss this upcoming Thursday night at Cajun Field at 630 for the Golden Eagles. Uh, they are now two and seven, and that is their first conference win. They're one and five in the Sun Belt. Uh, last Thursday night, Troy defeated South Alabama by the score of 28 to 10 uh, with Louisiana's loss. This actually helps Troy in the Western Division standings. They uh, improved to seven and two overall, four and one in conference play. The Cajuns will take on Troy two weeks from today in Troy, Alabama. Coastal Carolina gets a close win as they travel to Old Dominion. They defeat the Monarchs by the score of 28 to 24. Coastal Carolina now bowl eligible at six and three. 
JMU traveled to Georgia State. I don't know what happened to Georgia State since they beat us. I guess after they beat us, I guess we wore them out so much that uh, they haven't really shown up these last two weeks. JMU continues their win streak. They go to 9-0 and overall, 6-0 and in conference play. They defeat the Georgia State Panthers in Atlanta by the score of 42-14. to uh, Right now, we got some in-game scores. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, Texas State, they are leading Georgia Southern by the score of 45 to 24 in San Marcos. It, it looks like Texas State will hold on as they have less than two minutes to go in the fourth. Texas State will probably jump to second place in the Sunbelt Western Division with this victory over Georgia Southern. And then also, and last but not least, App State, uh, App State is leading in late in the third quarter in Boone against Marshall. Uh, they lead the Thundering Herd by the score of 28 to 9. And uh, I said last but not least, but the last score, of course, and the uh, most unfortunate of all, Louisiana drops uh, drops their game today to the Arkansas State Red Wolves 7-17. to And Louisiana's overall record now sits at 5-4 and overall and 2-3 and in Sunbelt Conference play. So that's some scores around the Sunbelt. We'll talk more about that in our upcoming episode this week on the results as well as the upcoming schedule in the conference and believe it or not i don't think the cajuns are actually ruled out yet of the sunbelt western division still in spite of today's loss but it makes it a lot more difficult for this sunbelt western division race you think <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit um do we have any more callers yeah i think i think we're i think we're good we're we're in hour 40 okay. we probably want to wrap it up um for sure. Because uh, I think we're beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick, go ahead and give your final thoughts and I'll close it out. Well, today sucked. But it look, and, and you said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. It felt so good to hear from other Cajuns fans today. You know, it. you look at a loss like this and just scratch your head at the opportunity you had in front of you. And my hope is we turn it into something for the rest of the season and, and we learn we need to get some consistency, man. And, and, and this is two years going, we need to get some consistency there and it starts against Southern Miss. Um, I wouldn't say our, our, all of our goals are still ahead of us now. I think our goal is to, to be in the best possible position we can to be in the best possible bowl game that we can. And whether or not we control that outside of getting the six wins, I don't know. But just uh, I would say just continue continue supporting the guys. If, if some of the players I see are still in the in the space, we still support you and keep grinding and keep getting those wins because we we all want to spend some extra money at the end of the season. Hopefully, at some nice location. Hopefully, close to Houston for me uh, that we can go and attend a bowl game. So. You know, games like this suck, but let's move on and uh, let's get better from it. It's like I said earlier, look, tonight's a night to mope about it. You know, be upset about it. Be dejected. You know, you get your 24-hour rule. You know, uh, you, you you put a week of preparation in. You face some adversity with a loss, but it happens. It's life. It's part of life. The question is, what do you do to get back up and move forward? So uh, I know tonight's not fun. It wasn't fun today. It wasn't fun for any of us, but you know, uh, tonight's a good night to just kind of be a little upset about it, but tomorrow tear this, tear this game away, 
cl- put, close the chapter on it, get ready for Southern Miss, a team that we haven't beaten since 1993, and the team that we fan the fans have been waiting to beat since 1993. This is a golden opportunity for you to uh, to make this thing right and get it done. As far as Zion, buddy, hey, keep grinding, man. Heal up. We're, we our thoughts are with you, man, and we got you, dude. We got you. And uh, to Chandler, hey, man, this is your team, dude. Step up. You've been there's moments where, uh, you know, of course, Tony Robichaud used to say work while you wait. Well, you've worked while you waited. Now seize the opportunity. So uh, best of luck uh, next week to all of our players listening to our coaching staff. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Southern Miss is a winnable game. We have a chance to become bowl eligible Thursday night. So let's get the job done. Uh, just because of what happened today doesn't mean the season's over. We still got three games to go. Let's finish strong and let's do enough to make our fans proud and make this team and this community proud. So that's going to do it for tonight here on the Razor Review Post Game. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and chiming in. We want to thank uh, our former players as well as our current players for listening. Josh, thank you so much for giving your two cents. Always great content from our boy Man About Town as well as our other callers. Please don't forget, like, subscribe, comment, Show us your love on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. You can also listen to our audio episodes on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. Nick and I will be back early next week. We'll probably have to record a little earlier next week because of the Thursday night game. And uh, we'll be previewing the Southern Miss game. We'll hopefully crumple this Arkansas State game up and throw it in the trash like where it belongs. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on around the Sun Belt. Don't forget, Cajuns men's and women's basketball open Monday night. Women's play at 5 o'clock. Cajuns men's basketball plays at uh, 7.30 in the Cajun Dome. Get your tickets and uh, check out some basketball on the hardwood. Don't forget, tomorrow at the Teague, 1 o'clock, scrimmage against Nichols. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Free admission uh, if you want to watch the Cajuns baseball team in action uh, good should be good weather so uh, i think the wife and i as well as the little one may go check out some cajun baseball and um, yeah lots going on around the complex but in the words of the late great dave thibodeau bye we out of here see you next week for more region review action <laughs>